This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast is brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Yep, Shiny Side Up is back to physical events for 2023. With eight talk series events in Invercargill, Queenstown, Nelson, Napier, Gisborne, Whanganui, Rotorua and Auckland and two bike fest events in Kapiti and Whangarei, this year is gonna be awesome. If you haven't been before, you have no idea what you're missing out on. With stunt riders, show and shine, New Zealand police displays and a whole lot more, it's a celebration of all things motorcycling. All events will have presentations from the likes of Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, Dr Chris Hurran and Chaotic Blonde, plus a whole lot more. To find out more about Shiny Side Up, go to shinysideup.co.nz, motonz.com or check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz. We'll see you there. Right, on with the podcast. Well, hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Great to have you along. If this is the first podcast you've listened to, well, this is going to be a strange one. It's going to be out of the ordinary, I can tell you that now. It's midnight, and I'm sitting at the Inter-Islander Ferry Terminal in Wellington. And the plan is to go all the way down to Invercargill. It's midnight, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning right now. I've got Wednesday to get down to Invercargill. Thursday, Friday, I'm working, so you probably won't hear from me there. Saturday, back to Dunedin, and then find as many gravel roads to get back to Picton by midday Sunday as I can. And I'm doing this trip solo. This is uh, probably the biggest trip I've done on my own in possibly ever, actually. I'm riding the Tenere 700. Uh, got some um, semi-used, probably three-quarter used, Minus EO7 pluses on the bike, front and rear. I've got the uh, Moscow Moto 40 litre duffel on the back with a mixture of you know clothes and whatever else I need for the next five days. I've got the Krieger US20 with my work stuff, my laptop and whatever. And other than that, it's me and the Tenere 700. Um, I don't know why I chose to do such a, an early slash late ferry. I probably could have gone on the Tuesday afternoon ferry, but that would have required me to do some uh, accommodation or something on the way. Um, but I'm sitting here, I've got about an hour before final check-in, and uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. Good luck, everybody. Well, good morning and welcome to, uh, well, we started off the day pretty slow, to be fair. Um, sleeping on the ferry was not a good idea, because as soon as things started getting choppy, my dinner started wanting to come up. But, no matter, I uh, I found a quietly corner of the ferry, I ended up sleeping, probably got an hour, maybe two and I uh, felt decidedly worse for the experience once I got, um, once I woke up. But I woke up about 20 minutes from docking and I uh, got off the ferry. It was pitch black. 
well, it wasn't pitch black. The sun was just starting to come over the over the edge of the world, and um, made my way out of the ferry and onto the road. Stopped in Blenheim for some gas, and then just hoofed it down State Highway One to. Kaikoura, where I am now. It is half past seven. I'm in Kaikoura, beautiful little seaside town. Town actually cut off uh, during the Seton earthquake some years ago now, probably five years ago thereabouts. And I'm talking to you right now, standing on the beach. Just stop to stretch legs, and I'm staring at the sea, looking east. And the Kaikoura Ranges, which most times when I come through here are snow-capped, but they're not snow-capped at the moment. A little bit of cloud coming down the Kaikoura coast. Of course, that coastline, when um, when the Seton earthquake happened, you know, ruptured and lifted quite substantially. There are rocks out there that used to be below the sea, and now they've just popped up. Um... And when the earthquake happened, of course, there was some rock slides and the, uh, the, the train tracks actually didn't separate, didn't break. They just shunted and pushed the train tracks, you know, a couple of hundred, well, 100 metres, 50 metres out towards the ocean. And they, they had to reconstruct not only the state highway, but the, um, the main trunk line all the way up there as well. So yeah, but bit damp, no rain, but damp underfoot though, it had been raining, and now I'm standing on the beach looking at that uh, rain cloud moving its way out to sea, we've got a steady onshore breeze, but a good ride so far, um, nothing really to speak of, but no, nothing really to complain about either, bit chilly, a little bit nippy, not a complaint, just an observation, um, it was uh, 14 degrees when I got off the ferry at 6am, or half five, six a.m., and uh, it's warmed up to seventeen, which is quite nice. Um, and that's pretty much my update. Uh, I'm going straight down State Highway One. I've decided. Yeah. All right. Uh, another update shortly. What a ride so far! It's just gone um, about ten thirty, and I have made it to Christchurch. And uh, late last night, actually, I got a message from a guy called Josh who um, is one of the owners of a motorbike shop in Christchurch. And he said, oh, if you're coming through Christchurch, come in for a coffee. And I was like, hmm, why not? So I've made my way to Sydenham in Christchurch, and, and, and here he is now. Josh, what's this place called? So the place is called Casbolt's Motorcycles. Um, it's a, a store selling obviously Honda and Ducati here in Christchurch with a massive range of um, parts and apparel and um, some pretty experienced staff in it. This is a very cool place. We're talking, it's a, it's a, it's a decent, decent warehouse. It's like a, it's, it's a decent warehouse. Uh, but it's warm, it's inviting, it's light, it's airy. There are, how many motorbikes have you got here? It's just like visible. So just visible at the moment, I think there's somewhere between 80 and 90 bikes on the shop floor, um, all base, all ready for customers to come in and have a look at, sit on, you know, poke around. Um, plenty of test ride options available as well. Heaps of new ones, but used as well? 
yeah, massive range of used too. Um, we're definitely passionate about keeping that used market up. There's some, some real bits of gold come through the shop. Um, we get the opportunity to trade some really cool bikes. And what I really love about a place like this is you've got all the gear on display so it's none of this oh I think I like this or uh, I've been told to get this brand you can actually come in talk to you guys and actually try the gear on yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, you don't, and, and the best part about it is because we've got the full range of bikes, whether you ride a cruiser, a sports bike, a, you know, an adventure bike or anything like that, come and try the gear on and then actually go and sit on the bike so you know how it feels. You know, you know, we all know that feeling when we get on a bike with a pair of fresh leathers or something on and they're, they're squeaking and scratching and, and you find it's too tight across your knees or something like that. Nah, come in and try it on and, you know, get on a bike and make sure it properly fits. Now, I'm not, I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your jacksie when I say this place is really cool. Like, I th- every city in the country needs a motorbike shop like this. Like, you go to some motorbike shops, and yeah, they've got a lot of gear, but they're quite tight, quite overstocked even, and, and you've just got a perfect mix of light, warm, because it's not the warmest outside. Well, I've been riding for five hours, so it might not be warm for me. Um, but you've got heaps, heaps and heaps and heaps if you're ever in Christchurch, make sure you come to Casbolt in uh, Sydenham. This is impressive. Right, I'll be back on the road very shortly. Alrighty, we're in uh, Timaru. We've just ticked over 500 kilometres since leaving home at like 11.30 last night. And it uh, it's a bit hazy, a bit of blue sky up there and sunshine. About 22 degrees here, which is rather nice. I quite enjoy it. Um, it's been a long road. I forgot how long, straight, and boring the Canterbury Plains were. About 160 kilometres of straight, and maybe five corners thrown in the mix, if you're lucky. But yeah, we're in Timaru. Next stop is Oamaru. Um, can't remember how long it takes from here to Oamaru. Maybe 40, 40, 50 minutes? thereabouts, and then it's uh, an hour ten from Oamaru to Dunedin. Uh, from here, we get a few more hills and a few more corners to Oamaru, and then um, we get a lot more hills and corners from there to Dunedin. And uh, I love the last 40 minutes of that. Um, you've got, yeah, you've got a lot of hills to go over. You've got one big hill called the Kilmog, which is known for killing cars. And uh, then you come over Pine Hill and you get a beautiful view as you come around that corner of Dunedin. So let's go there now with a quick fuel and pit stop in Oamaru in about 40 minutes' time. Good morning, it is day two. Uh, I didn't do an update when I got to Dunedin yesterday because I was dog-tired being on the road for... 20 something hours or 20 hours maybe 19 hours anyway I was done so I have slept a Fulton Hogan truck is going past me now uh, but yes the rest of the trip to Dunedin was pretty uneventful um, the bike did a great job uh, it was a long ride for the bike I'm sure if it has feelings I'm sure it does I have feelings and I was done I was absolutely toast but we made it to Dunedin I'm currently standing on the corner of Rislaw Road. Uh, this is actually the street I grew up on. Well, mostly. I lived here till about the age of seven. Across the road from what used to be known as Rislaw Road School, uh, 
which I went to for a short amount of time as well. It is about 6.30 in the morning and I am geared up and ready to go to Invercargill. It's 200 k's on the button to Invercargill. I'll probably stop in Clinton, which is halfway. Um, and yeah, the bike is doing a fantastic job. I've got the Moscow Moto luggage on the back, the 40-litre duffel. It's rock solid. A uh, little bit of faffery around uh, to you know get into it. There's a lot of buckles and clips and stuff. Uh, it's not the sort of bag that you strap onto the bike and then you can access readily. You can get into it if you need to, but generally you have to take half the stuff off. So I got that. I got the um, Krieger US 20 strapped to the top of that with my work computer and stuff like that in it. The luggage has done a fantastic job and the bike in general has done great. The Midas EO7 Plus on the back is, is wearing down, but it's it's definitely handled this uh, ride no worries. I expected it to be pretty much done by the time I got here, but... No, no worries at all. So, Invercargill, let's go. It is cool. It's about 15, 16 degrees outside. A uh, little bit moist from dew, but otherwise clear skies. And it's meant to be 27 in Invercargill today. Righto, here we go. What a gorgeous morning it is. Uh, flicking between 14 and 15 degrees. Sun, oh, it's a pea super just south of Dunedin. Um... It got real thick and real foggy and a bit moist, but not bad, not bad. Nothing to complain about, nothing to write home about. I am now in Clinton, which I know bugger all about, apart from the fact it's halfway from Dunedin to Invercargill. And uh, from here, you carry on down south, uh, State Highway 1 to Gore. However, we're not going that way. I have a little bit of insider information. You see, about 15, 17, 18 years ago, I started my professional career at a radio station in Invercargill. My folks live in Dunedin. So I used to drive this road regularly. And so I know it's two hours flat, if you don't stop in the middle for a break. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to turn left at the uh, just after the train tracks in Clinton, and we're going to go straight through on State Highway 93 to Matoura, which cuts about 15 minutes out of the journey. does mean there are no stops from Clinton to Matoura, and Matoura is probably only 40 k's out of Invercargill. So we've got 100 k's to go, um, but it's a gorgeous morning to be riding, and there's bugger all people on the road. That's a great thing about the South Island, is there's nobody down here. Everybody should move to the South Island. Actually, nobody should move to the South Island, and I should move to the South Island. Right, let's carry on. And just like that, 200Ks down, two hours and six minutes, and I attribute those six minutes to Roadworks, and we are in Invercargill. Next stop is my work. Uh, I'm doing some work at uh, SIT, Southern Institute of Technology. Um, so that is this part of the journey done. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, might uh, take you out to Ariti Beach later on. But um, yeah, stay tuned. Yes, good morning. Welcome to Friday morning. And I'm still in my hotel room because it is absolutely hammering down outside. When I woke up, got a beautiful view of the sunrise. I'm up on the fourth floor of the Kelvin Hotel. And I could see all the way out across this expensive flat land. And the sun was just coming up and it was beautiful. It's since considerably clouded over and is very moist. So I've got to go get some gas, go do a bit more work, and then this afternoon, some stage, I'll be off back up to Dunedin, 200 kilometres north. It's not too bad of a ride, but if I can do it not in the rain, it would be great.
Everything else is waterproof. I've got the um, Moscow Moto 40 litre backcountry duffel. I mean, I haven't tested it's waterproof, but God, it's got such a heavy, uh, heavy uh, PLC liner that if it's not waterproof, there's something wrong. Everything else is Krieger, apart from the tank bag. That's Moscow Moto Nomax. That's got a rain cover. So we'll be fine as far as waterproofing goes. I just have to go and get my bike from the car parking building and then get to the petrol station and then get to work in the rain. I might put my bike gear back on. Probably a smart idea. Righto, I'll talk to you on the road very soon. All right, well, hopefully it's not too windy and you can hear me, uh, but that was my trip to Invercargill. That is it. I have left Invercargill. This morning it was absolutely hammering down with rain. I got drenched just going from the hotel to the petrol station and then to where I was working. Uh, but it is dried up. It is chilly. It's about 17, 18 degrees. And um, I've left and I'm heading back to Dunedin. I've just knocked off 100 kilometres. I'm back in Clinton, having just done the Clinton or well, Matoda to Clinton uh, shortcut. Um, got about 100 kilometres to go. And I don't really have anything to report. Uh, the trip is going well so far. Back to Dunedin for the night. Uh, and then uh, the fun part of the journey. It's no longer motorways and mile crunching. It's actually checking out some roads. Uh, Going to do uh, Old Dunstan Road, Danzy's Pass and Hakateramia before spending the night in Christchurch. But more about that later. Okay, good morning. It is quarter to eight. It is, I'm in Dunedin and today's excursion, this is where the gravel road really starts. This is where the fun starts. Um, I've got to go to Christchurch today. I've got accommodation in Christchurch today and then the ferry home tomorrow. But I'm going to, going out the back of Dunedin to Outram and then I'm taking the road towards Middlemarch to go and check out Old Dunstan Road which will take us to Naseby, and then we'll go and do, uh, what's that road called? It's early in the morning and my brain is dead. Um, Danzy's Pass, and then we'll get on to the Hakataramia. But yeah, my brain's dead, so I don't really know what to say. I'm going to leave you there. I'm going to get on the road. Well, I feel like I've only been on the bike for about five minutes, but, um, I've been through Outram and I'm now standing at Clark's Junction, which is about 30 k's closer to Dunedin than Middlemarch. It is the road to Middlemarch, but we're at Clark's Junction, Old Dunstan Road, and the turn off to Rockland Station. It's apparently about 11 k's down the road. It's very cold. It's like nine degrees. My hands are frozen. A uh, big change from the... Uh, 18 to 21 that I've been riding in for the last few days. But the sun is up. It's going to get warmer. I think it's meant to be 25 in Alexandra, about 20 most places I'm going today, so it'll warm up. And it's been, it's a beautiful flowing road. We've got up into the slightly higher country and, you know, generally from the ridge of one hill, you can see the road twisting out ahead of you for a good couple of kilometres. It's very cool. Um... Yeah, yeah. So I've got about a hundred and I was a hundred and eighty k's from Dunedin to uh, Naseby, and the map reckons that's going to be about five hours. 
I'm kind of hoping it's not going to be five hours because it's 180 k's. But you know, it's gravel, so it's all going to slow down. Um, but it'd be great not to take five hours. Five hours takes me to mid-afternoon, and I'd like to be in Christchurch before dark. But we'll see how we go because the other two roads are going to do. They're not even 100 k's each. Um, cool. All right, let's get back on the road. Uh, it's just gone 9.30 and I am standing on top of a mountain with a view of hundreds of kilometres of green and brown. Uh, don't really know where I am. I think I've gone past the Logan Burn Reservoir. I'm standing on a ridge looking down the valley. I am one hill range away from Middlemarch. It's off to my right. It's a bit murky, murky, there's a bit of blue skies, no rain, but it's very misty, I guess. And so far the trail has been hard packed gravel, schist rock, and a couple of wet sections that I had to get through. Not difficult, slippery, but take your time, first gear, crawl, crawl through, you're fine. Uh, this is old Dunstan Road. I have done no research, so I can only assume it's the old road from Outram to Lake Dunstan. Dunstan is the lake where Cromwell is. Um, yeah, it's a good day's riding so far. I've only done 90 kilometres since I left home. But yeah, cool. Nice, enjoying it. Nervous? Haven't been out here before. There's not many people out here, and I'm riding on my own, so that makes me a little bit nervous. But no, it's good. And I'm just standing here, surrounded by big chunks of schist rock poking up out of the earth, and the rest of it's just tussock. All right, time for an update. I've made it to Naseby. Old Dunstan Road was epic. It was amazing. It was so awesome. Uh, Paul Burn, Paul Burn Dam, very, very cool. Uh, could have spent a long time there, but... Do have a long way to go. Uh, I've made it to Naseby. Uh, coming up the road, up the Ida Valley, I had the choice of going Naseby or Ranfurly. Ranfurly, I was, I was pretty confident would have gas. I thought Naseby might. Turns out there's no gas in Naseby. Uh, it's only 12Ks back to Ranfurly. I've done 200 kilometres so far on this tank. I can usually do 365 on the open road. That's absolutely stretching it, though. Um, and it's probably 70Ks from here to Duntroon, which is the other side of um, Danzy's Pass. So oh, I, I'm torn. Either I give it a crack and run the risk of coming up short, or I go back 12 kilometres, get gas, and then come back through. Uh, I guess the, the risk is, what do I do if I run out of gas? I'm stuffed. Bugger it. We'll go back to Ranfurly, get gas, come back through, and we will do Danzy's Pass. Good afternoon. It's um, three o'clock, and I've just got onto the gravel of Hakataramia, Hakataramia Pass. Uh, Kura Kuro is 43 kilometres back. I'm at a little T junction. I've just gone past Kettle Creek, and the Hakataramia River accommodation is six kilometres ahead. Lake Tikapo, Tikapo. Uh, 67 kilometres from here um, and another 24 k's from here to the actual Hakataramia Pass. 
It's been a big day on the bike. Big day. The bike is going beautifully, though. It's doing a fantastic job. Um, things have warmed up slightly and dried out slightly, though I'm going back into a set of hills, I assume, and it's going to get cloudy and wet again. So lucky we don't have too far to go. And then once I get to the other side of the Hakataramiya Pass, it's going to be Geraldine back out on the State Highway 1, I think. Or maybe Mackenzie Pass. I'll look into that when I get over there. Um, but crikey, what a day it's been. It is doable though. It is doable to do all of these kilometres. Though I haven't really stopped for any considerable amount of time. Most of my stops have been 10-15 minutes. Um, but yeah, yeah, enjoying it. Doing well, getting there. I don't know if I've got anything more to say. I'm struggling with the words. I've just got a podcast or two in my ears, maybe some music at times, and I'm doing it. I'm going. Uh, Moscow Moto 40 litre duffel is got a bit of mud on it. The Krieger US 20 is on top. It's also got a bit of mud on it. The bike has, it looks like it's done gravel roads, definitely, but everything's just doing what it's made to do it's fantastic and the beeline has been my nav navigation device of choice running off my phone so the beeline is telling me where to go and the river app is telling me where i am and where i've been okay time to keep going all right so i got into my accommodation in christchurch about seven o'clock last night i didn't do much more after geraldine because there was nothing to talk about it was long straight roads um, 11 hours on the bike uh, yesterday, um, 700 kilometres, give or take. Uh, the 200 kilometres from the day before that puts us at 11, no, 900. The 200 kilometres from the day before that puts us at 1100. And then the 900 kilometres from the day before that puts me at 2000 kilometres for this trip so far. So I'm in Christchurch, I've got to go to Picton today. The plan was to catch the ferry at about midday-ish across to Wellington and be home. Um, the ferry last night, I, I got into the news that the ferry that I'm actually meant to be on, the Kaitaki, had difficulty and had to use tugs and support to get into Wellington Harbour. So I've just had an email saying that my uh, my ferry has been cancelled for today uh, and I'm yet to hear what alternate arrangements can be made. So um, it's 6.30 in the morning at the moment and I'm just going to roll with my original plan of getting on the road and getting to Picton. I toyed with the idea of going up the Molesworth, but I just, I've done it this year already. Well, actually, I haven't technically done it in 2023, but I've done it already twice now, and I just want to get to Picton now. So I'm going to go start up to Highway 1 and see what happens, I think. Cool. All right, talk to you soon. Okay, bit of an update. Um, currently sitting in Kaikoura and the sun has come out, which is nice. Nice bit of heat in it too. Got a very, very damp ride leading up to the Hunderlees. And then, although it was wet over the Hunderlees, it wasn't actually um, raining, which was lucky because I've done the Hunderlees in torrential downpours and it's not fun. Um, so I was meant to be on a ferry at midday today, but it is the one that... Um, broke down yesterday and they have taken it out of commission while they work out what's wrong with it and how to fix it and make sure it doesn't happen again. 
So I am in Kaikoura. I've been rebooked for the 6 a.m. tomorrow, sailing, which is 6 a.m. Monday. Um, and I have a day to kill and then some accommodation to find. And I don't know what to do. I'm in Kaikoura, so I could just nip out the back here through Waiau and go to um, Hanma and then go up the Molesworth or the Rainbow. Probably the Molesworth, it's a bit easier. Or I could go from here straight up to Blenheim and just find a deck chair and sit in the sun. Um, I'm, I'm in two minds. I don't know what to do right now. But right now I'm quite happy sitting in the sun here in Kaikoura. It is, what is it, quarter to ten? If I went and did the Molesworth, I'd probably get to Blenheim about mid-afternoon. Maybe I'll do that. I'll come back here in a minute. Well, as unadventury, adventury as it might sound, I've basically been given something on a plate, you know, I've been given extra time to do another few roads or something. But I'm going to give up, I'm going to get back on State Highway 1 and I'm going to go to Picton. I've got a night's accommodation at, I've got a cabin somewhere in Picton. Hopefully it's nice and sunny there and I'm just going to chill. That's me, I'm done. But thanks very much for coming along on the ride with me. Uh, it's been a big trip. Uh, it's going to be close to 2,200 kilometres by the time we get home. But I will talk to you again and do a wrap-up very shortly. Okay, developments. Um, I am now standing... Oh, I've just come up State Highway 1 to set in. I hooked a left to the road that takes you through to Molesworth, Awatiti Valley Road. Uh, but on that ride, just out of Kaikoura, actually, I got a call from the Inter-Islander, and they've managed to get me on the 6pm this evening ferry, which is great. Although I'd already booked accommodation, it was non-refundable, so I lost about 90 bucks. But that's okay. Not the end of the world. Um, so I was lucky I didn't go and do the Molesworth because I would have been pushed for time. But uh, because I was on State Highway 1, I did get a bit bored. I've hooked off. I've come over to do Taylor Pass in Dublinum. And then I'll stop in Blenheim, get some food, whatever, and carry on to Picton to the ferry. And the ferry will be 6pm this evening, so boarding at like 5.30 or something. Um, but it's been an absolutely epic, epic trip. If you ever get a chance, I mean, I've done this... I've really only had two days of travel. The rest of it was work stuff. Uh, you want to spend a lot longer and do a lot more roads. I wouldn't recommend doing that mammoth trip I did yesterday in one day. Uh, old Dunstan Road and um, Danzy's Pass, yeah, that'd be okay. But uh, adding on the Hecateramia, well, I suppose you could do those, those three, but then you'd want to stay in, like, Geraldine or something. Um if you like to do a decent amount of Ks in a day, I mean, that was like 500K to Geraldine, something like that. And then up to Christchurch. Uh, that just that just annihilated me. That was hard work. It was a long day on the bike. But um, if you've got the time, split that into a, a few days and do a few more trails around the year and maybe go up to Lake Tekapo and, you know, check all that out. That's, that's um, you could spend a long time checking all the roads around there. Um... Again, if you're uh, if you're going from from Picton, um, I'd highly recommend the Molesworth. Um, Rainbow is a whole lot of fun too on the way back, and um, West Coast. I mean, you could do, you could go Picton Invercargill back to Blenheim, back to Christchurch, um, just doing some fantastic roads around the South Island. Um, but yeah, it's been a great trip. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. There's also a video of this trip, which is going to be going up on the Moto NZ YouTube channel. Um, so just go to YouTube and search out Moto NZ, uh, and or you can go youtube.com slash C slash Moto NZ, I think is the channel uh, address. Uh, and you can see the visuals. I've got a 360 camera on, and I've been doing a whole lot of other filming as well. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's gonna it's gonna take me a couple of days to put together, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be cool. I know I said I was gonna love you and leave you, but I've got a little bit more to talk about. So I'm gonna uh, do a bit of cutting and splicing and stuff in post production. Um, so I'm standing at the bottom of Taylor Pass and it's just started actually raining. It's been moist, um, for the last hour or so, but it hasn't actually been raining, raining. But now it's raining. So I'm getting back on the bike and carrying on up Taylor Pass. But I thought I would talk to you about some of the stuff that has made this trip doable. I've never really been one to ride with um, earplugs an awful lot. But this trip would have been absolutely hell without earplugs. Uh, So I've just got the cheap, cushy foam ones. Uh, Mine are actually Shiny Side Up branded. Thank you, Shiny Side Up. And my River apps just died. Now I can't get my gloves off. No, it's still going. Good. I'm going to take my glasses off. So yeah, earplugs on this trip have been a saviour. Um, it's it's um, kind of stopped me getting quite as fatigued as I would without them. Um, I've been running the so with along with earplugs, I've been rocking the Cardo Pack Talk Edge the whole time playing music and podcasts from my phone. That's definitely shortened the the feeling of the ride. Uh, It would have felt like a very long ride without some kind of entertainment, music or podcasts or something. The Pack Talk Edge, running that USB-C means I don't have to carry another cable. It's the same cable as my laptop. Uh, And it lasts a good 13 hours. It's... um, it's brilliant. It's really, really helped. Uh, and you can still hear music and podcasts perfectly, even with the earplugs in. But what the earplugs do is they just block out that uh, that mid to high end noise from the um, the wind and stops your ears just ringing by the end of the day. Uh, I've been running the quad lock wireless charging head with vibration dampener and smart power accessory on the bike the whole time it's kept my phone charged while it's been you know tracking with river and navigating with the beeline the whole time it's been great no dramas hasn't uh, hasn't died on any of the uh, gravel roads that i've been doing yeah so i've been using the river app if you haven't heard of the river app uh check it out river r-e-v-e-r great for um finding new roads to ride but also brilliant for tracking your ride if you know where you're going and the beeline which is this little black puck hockey puck sized thing on my handlebars um 
is very, very good for planning rides, uh, creating GPX files, or just importing other people's GPX files. Um, so when I have had to plan a, a route, um, I've planned it in there a couple of weeks ago, and then when it came to actually riding it, I just hit the go button uh, really good. It means you can put your phone away if you aren't like me and like to have it on display on your on your dash. Well, this road is very rutted up today. It was not like this last time I rode through it, that's for sure. Last time I rode through it was only a month ago. Um, what else? Moscow Moto Nomax tank bag. I'm getting used to it there. Um, I've moved it as far forward as possible, which means not as annoying as it was when I'm standing up on the bar, on the pegs. I've been using the 40, the Moscow Moto 40 litre duffel as my main main clothes bag um, that's strapped down tightly waterproof hasn't let me down I've got the Krieger US 20 with a few other bits and pieces strapped to the top of that still waterproof still good and the OS 12s the Krieger OS 12 strapped to my crash bars with spare tire tubes levers tools and I haven't really even needed to get into them apart from um of course, I came across on the ferry. It's always a good idea if you go on the ferry to uh, to to take your own tie downs. So that's where I stow the tie downs in there. Um, I'm wearing the Arai XD4 helmet with tinted visor. Uh, since my last ride with Todd down the Molesworth and Rainbow, I have adjusted the mount for the Cardo on there. So I got the as I said, Cardo Pactel Edge on the side of the helmet but I've used the stick not the clamp mount um, and it works a lot better it means the helmet is a lot more comfortable <laughs> um, it's really hard to talk with those corrugations uh, yeah so the helmet's really comfortable now uh, absolutely not a problem at all I can't even feel oh can't even feel the speakers in the helmet I've still got the space around my ears that I've mentioned before uh, I've been running, I've been wearing my former adventure boots, nice and warm and waterproof. I've been wearing the Revit Dirt Series component gear, jacket and pants. No thermal insulation in either of them, but they do have crash protection. Uh, so in, under the jacket, I've uh, been wearing a hoodie and a t-shirt. Today, I've actually put on a long sleeve as well because it was a bit chillier. And since I've been on the bike for so long, it's just, you know, your you core temperature drops. Have I got anything else worth talking about? Um, by chance, you do want a copy of the GPX files from any of the rides that we have done, or, of course, anything else. Uh, you can in touch through social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can search out Kiwi Rider Podcast and send us a message through there. We're also on, uh, we've got a few different um, social media channels. Uh, I'm on Instagram under Moto New Zealand T7 Adventures. We everything Tenere 700 centric. Ooh. Of course, Kiwi Rider podcast. So that might actually be me this time though. Um, I'm currently riding Taylor Pass. I've I think I got to the top actually. I've come I'm coming down the other side now. The part that we usually do uphill from Blenheim. Um, it's very wet and very corrugated. I've never done it in such conditions. 
and it's uh, quite slippery under wheel as well speaking of wheels i've been running the midas eo7 plus front and rear i have absolutely no problems with these tires um i haven't had any slippage or any loss of traction um both tarmac and gravel they've been great this particular road taylor pass i think i prefer going the other way quite a windy gravel downhill with corrugations this way where this is usually well in previous rides the way we've gone uphill not down <clears throat> we've gone from blenheim to molesworth not the other way but i got all day Ferry's not till. I'm only going to check in at the ferry about four o'clock, and it's only quarter past twelve now. And this is a short wee ride. Just a short gravel stint from the back of Blenheim over the hill to the Awatiri Valley. But that is where I'm going to love you and leave you definitely this time because my helmet's fogging up from doing all this talking. So, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, share this podcast with a writing buddy of yours. If you want to email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz is the email address. Check out the website, motonz.com, full write-ups on all the roads that I've done. Uh, and if you want to check out Kiwi Rider magazine, it's absolutely free, out twice a month at kiwirider.co.nz. There's stuff for dirt riders, stuff for road riders, stuff for adventure riders, trials riders. Get into it, kiwirider.co.nz. Otherwise, get the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you with a normal episode in seven days' time. This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast was brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Yep, Shiny Side Up is back to physical events for 2023, with eight talk series events in Invercargill, Queenstown, Nelson, Napier, Gisborne, Whanganui, Rotorua and Auckland, and two bike fest events in Kapiti and Whangarei. This year is gonna be awesome. If you haven't been before, you have no idea what you're missing out on. With stunt riders, show and shine, New Zealand police displays and a whole lot more, it's a celebration of all things motorcycling. All events will have presentations from the likes of Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, Dr. Chris Hurran, and Chaotic Blonde, plus a whole lot more. To find out more about Shiny Side Up, go to shinysideup.co.nz, motonz.com, or check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz. And we'll see you there. Thanks for listening.